0: Welcome to the Bishop Strickland Hour. My name's Terry Barber with Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Honored to have the bishop speak out about our Catholic faith, especially the Ten Commandments that he's working on. We're on the Eighth Commandment, but before we do that, our format, for those who just came on board, 1,650 new people listening to us on YouTube have just joined us seven days ago. So we want to welcome you and all the others on Facebook, on regular AM and FM radio, and then also on our app, This show is becoming very popular, and why? Because Bishop Strickland is just teaching the faith, nothing more, not his personal opinion. As a matter of fact, Bishop Strickland, you're a very nice bishop, but I'm not interested in your personal opinion. I mean it. I'm interested.
1: Good, Terry. Uh, You don't need my personal opinion. (laughs) You need what the church teaches.
0: Amen, amen.
1: You need the message of Jesus
0: Christ. Amen to that. And Bishop Strickland, you've been tweeting, as you usually do, and one of your tweets Just just brought joy to my heart. It said, once again, I encourage the joy campaign. If you know Jesus, you know joy. This is not an empty rose, colored glasses, denial, but instead an embrace in the truth. Wow. That the Lord of the universe is with us. Return and turn to him for the first time and know true joy. Bishop Strickland, I have to tell you before you comment on why you did that, I was at Home Depot buying supplies for our old church, and the lady said to me, boy, I wish all the customers were upbeat like you. And I said, <laughs> uh, you know, she was just making a comment because I was saying, are you ready to take my money, young lady? Yes. And, she, and I said, well, she says, what do you have? And I said, can I tell you the secret? I looked to my left. I looked to my right. I said, I'm loved by God. And not many people know that today. She looked at me. as 28 years old, 25. And she says, you're right. Not people not many people do know that. do you know that Jesus loves you? She said yes, and I say, "Good because he loves me too. Now, I thought of your tweet when i when I said that yesterday. Tell me why are you encouraging people to have this joy campaign because I love it
1: Well, really, Terry, what that came from was all I mean I think all of us have heard something about campaigns mm-hmm. in the past couple of months. Yes. Um, <laughs> a few campaigns here and there. And and it just struck me that we need a joy campaign. We need to remember that every day of life is a gift. Amen. It's a gift from God. We can't presume on the next day, but and we all get distracted. We all get down. We all get angry. We you know, we're human, but I think we need to take a breath and remember where joy comes from and like you said to know and and as you said in this in Home Depot yeah. but we can encounter each other in the name of God anywhere yeah um, and I, I'm so glad that you mentioned that story because it's exactly what I would hope would come from reading one of these tweets again like we said you know as we were beginning it's not me I'm not the source of joy. I'm just trying to point people to the source of joy. We need joy Mm -hmm. in this 2020 confusing year. People are angry. People are fighting. There's vitriol everywhere. There's violence. And, you know, to look ahead a little bit to hopefully we can talk about that Eighth Commandment. People are lying to each other constantly. Yep. And that does not create joy. No. That is not tapping into the joy of respecting each other, being truthful, being full of hope. Um, And it's, I really think that the lack of joy is the lack of God, the lack of knowing who we are. And we have to try to keep pulling myself back to joy because we can all get angry and We can get upset and we can get frustrated. All of those negative emotions, we're all human. We all fall into that. I confess that I do sometimes, but I need to remind myself to be joyful. And as I tried to say in that tweet, not in some Mickey Mouse way that is just sort of pretending everything's wonderful. No, uh, joy in Christ is really a deep down kind of understanding. It's not a feeling. It's an awareness of what life's about and what a precious gift every day is, even with the sufferings. I mean, St. Paul says in so many of his letters that we should rejoice in suffering in the name of Christ. That is so contrary to what you hear in the, the airwaves, not on this radio station, but on most television and radio and the computer and And all the things we see on Twitter. I mean, you know, I sometimes laugh because I can imagine a lot of people, sadly, that are involved with Twitter thinking about God as the last thing they're going to do. And they, I mean, and sometimes they comment in very ugly ways about what I say about God, but, you know, we just pray for them. I don't respond with ugliness because it just shows me that they're they're the ones that are hurting ultimately they may get all angry and and yell about it and not you know say i'm not hurting i just know the truth and and your truth is a myth but i know they're wrong and I, and obviously i have more joy than they do so s- discern from there
0: well said well, so Bishop Strickland, you also tweeted about the power of the rosary, Our Lady of the Rosary, and that you're encouraging people to continue to have these rosary congresses and out in the streets in San Francisco, they're out praying the rosary with, Archb- with Archbishop Cordilione. Uh, I wanted to play a clip from a priest back east who talked about the power of one Hail Mary, and then I want your comment on it. Okay. Here it comes.
2: Hey, everybody. Father Joe Friede here. I'm out uh, at the cemetery in the south hills this is where my brother's buried it's the 28th anniversary uh, of his death and so just just got done praying a rosary but i want to do a quick video because uh, this is the month of the rosary october 7th is the feast of our lady of the rosary and i want to share with you a, a real quick story you've probably if you've ever heard me before heard me share it because i tell everybody because it's so powerful a buddy of mine john petrovich was um running around his neighborhood he lives in green tree goes to saint simon and jude and uh he said he saw an ambulance in somebody's driveway and he, he's a really good guy. So he, he thought, should I stop? Check if everything's okay. And uh, he said, I don't know the lady. I'm not a doctor. So he said he, he just kept running. And uh, he said he prayed one Hail Mary, like one Hail Mary. And he didn't stop and fold his hands. He didn't kneel. He just prayed one Hail Mary as he was jogging. Didn't think anything of it. A week later, um, he's jogging around the same neighborhood and he hears this woman call out from her front porch. Uh, hey, you, hey, sir. And he kept running. Didn't know anybody from that neighborhood. And, she said, no, you're the runner. And, and he stopped. I said, me? She said, yeah, you. She said, you saved my life. And he he said, I'm sorry, ma'am. I don't think we know each other. Um, and then she said, no, I recognize your face. And here's the story. She said, last week uh, I was got sick and I was rushed to the hospital. And I was in the hospital dying. And she said, Jesus appeared to me and he held out his hand and your face was in the palm of his hand. And he said to me, you are going to die but because of the prayer of this man, you're gonna live. Folks, that's the power of praying one Hail Mary. So I, I just wanna encourage you, um, if you have never prayed the rosary before, uh, get a rosary, pick up the rosary, Google how to pray the rosary. I'll do a video after this real quick to explain it. Um, if you're praying the rosary sporadically, I, this would be my challenge, I guess. Pray it every day for the rest of October. If you've never prayed the rosary, maybe just start with one decade. It takes about five minutes to pray a decade of the rosary. but. Uh, It's such a powerful prayer that was given to us uh, by God through the hands of Our Lady. So just encourage you to do that. And uh, St. Pius said, if you want to save the world, say the rosary. Save the world, say the rosary. God bless you, everyone.
0: Now, Bishop Strickland, you've never heard that before, so I wanted to get your reaction. Don't you love stories like that?
1: Oh, it's wonderful. And it's, it reminds us it's kind of like there's a a, a coating over everything where the truth has just been blocked out. And thank, thank God for this priest, oh, yeah. because Jesus says all power in heaven and on earth has been given to him. And we think we're so powerful. And we talk about the power of nations and all the presidency it's the most powerful office (laughs) and the free world. All of that power is nothing compared to the power of God, the power of God's life and love. And if we could just retune everything Mm -hmm. to be aware that praying a Hail Mary is more powerful than any weapon than any rhetoric than anything we can do because one of the things that if you listen to the prayer of the hail mary it's very humble and it acknowledges we don't have any power and it's asking mary who is chosen by god a woman a human being but she shows us who we can be so um i just love that video Mm. and let us pray why don't we just pray a Hail Mary right now yeah. for everyone who scoffs at this, who laughs at a video like that and says, oh, this woman, just that's an illusion and, and that's some kind of reaction to a drug or something. I mean, people just scoff at the truth and we need to just pray that they can hope in their hearts. So let us just pray one Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
0: Amen. Bishop Strickland, we're going to take a quick break now. But when we come back, you tweeted something from St. Bridget of Sweden regarding demonic activity and how Our Lady is really a powerful name regarding the demons and so when we come back we'll ask you about that you're listening to the terry excuse me you're listening to the bishop strickland hour i was going to say terry and jesse That's, that's great on virgin most powerful we have lots of shows you can check us out we'll be right back with much more with bishop strickland Welcome, Daniel. You're on the line. What's on your mind, brother?
3: Hi, I just wanted to share a testimony about Virgin Most Powerful Radio. I had a buddy at work who, you know, he's a lukewarm Catholic guy, and I wanted him to start listening to the Terry and Jesse show, so I kept telling him to download the app, and he kept putting me off. So one day I grabbed his phone and I downloaded the app (laughs) for him, I went on vacation and you know, I kept telling him to listen to it. He was kind of putting me off. I came back from vacation. He comes to my cubicle and he says to me, hey man, I've been listening to the Terry and Jesse show and it's great. And it's uh, made a big impact in his life. The guy, he's going to weekly adoration a couple times a week. Wow. He goes to the Mass in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an uh, on-fire Catholic and he promotes the Terry and Jesse show in the Virgin Most Powerful Radio.
0: Daniel, what a testimony, and I want to encourage our listeners to get those cards by going to virginmostpowerfulradio.org and uh, do what Daniel's doing. Go out and spread the faith by inviting people to listen to Virgin Most Powerful. Daniel, thanks for your testimony, brother. God love you.
3: You're welcome. Sirach 1124 says, Do not say, I am self-sufficient. What harm can come to me now? According to St. Catherine of Siena, presumption is like vermin burrowing at the root of the tree of our soul. If we do not uproot it with great care and humility, it will eventually destroy the soul. May God keep us from all presumption of mind and heart and realize that we depend on him for everything.
0: This is Terry Barber. I want to thank you for your support here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Here's an easy way to do it. If you're going to sell or buy a house, call Real Estate for Life 877-543-3871 because they're going to get you a Christ-centered agent to purchase your home or to sell your home. And at the close of escrow, a portion of his commission goes right back to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Call 877-543-3871. Thank you so much for your support. Welcome back to the Bishop Strickland Hour on Virgin Most Powerful in collaboration with LifeSight News. I wanted to quote something from Bishop Strickland's tweet. He said, These are wise words from St. Bridget of Sweden. He says, Let us remember that the real power is always in God's grace. Here's the quote from St. Bridget of Sweden The demons are very anxious in their pursuit of souls. Yet, they quickly abandon their prey merely at the name of Mary. That's spiritual warfare at its best, Bishop Strickland. Tell me about what made you put that in today.
1: Absolutely. Well, what St. Bridget of Sweden refers to is that basic faith and the power of of the supernatural, the power of prayer, saying just the name of Mary... Mm. Um, reminds us, who is Mary? She is the model human, not because of her, but because of God's grace that she's filled with. Mm -hmm. And she shows us that we can all benefit from that filling of God's grace. She shows us what's possible for the human woman and man. Um, And St. Bridget lived centuries ago, but she's a saint, because she understood that. Um, It just reminds us that evil is real. Mm -hmm. I mean, St. Bridget's speaking of demons, and we see the demons at work in the world today. We need to open our eyes to that, to be aware, not so much to be frightened. It is frightening, but mostly to be aware of where the solution is, and to turn to the Blessed Virgin Mary, like we were talking about previously, just the power of one Hail Mary, and to believe that, to believe in God's grace and the life that he offers us, um, that supernatural faith, we really need to nurture it and to embrace it and to call and pray that hearts that are non-believing will be turned to the truth and to faith.
0: Bishop Strickland, you've said this to me before, and I just want to repeat it, that some of the challenges in our church today is that, I mean, you said it even at the bishops' conference, do we really believe in the supernatural? And I say that because we, we are lacking that right now. Even with the uh, COVID-19, in my humble opinion, we haven't seen this from a perspective of God's perspective as much as I think we should, and that is uh, how are we handling not just our body, for the COVID 19 but spiritually are we taking more time to pray to receive the sacraments more you know to me that's the emphasis but that's a supernatural outlook and i'm sometimes seeing that we're not emphasizing that and i don't mean to pick on people like you that you know wear pectoral crosses but i just wish more bishops would lead us stronger in the supernatural okay i i said it but you know that's just how i see it from my perspective
1: well that's as i've said before if if we if there is no supernatural life if it's just this world yeah, yeah. then i need to go get a job you know doing something else amen because as st paul says very clearly if christ didn't die and rise then this is all you know this is all worthless meaningless amen we know that he did we know that so many saints have Done wondrous things in this world, and even after, um, somebody gave me a video of the miracles of Saint Padre Pio. Oh yeah, some of those miracles happened while he was still alive. Yeah, and certainly a lot of miracles. I mean, that's why he's a canonized saint. Yep, those miracles have to be certified. Right, and that's what canonization of a saint means. But I think we really, um, as I love to remind people, we really need the faith of the first century Christians. If you look to what happened to the apostles mm-hmm. in the Acts of the Apostles, yes. there, just like the story we just talked about, the, the woman healed with one Hail Mary, yeah. that's what the apostles did. Yep, That's what happened. I mean, people were healed with the name of Jesus. Amen. And the name of Mary has power, not because of her, but because it calls forth the power of Jesus, just like the name of Jesus does. Jesus told us to honor his mother, to honor the name of Mary. And so it's Jesus' power flowing through her name as well as his name. Certainly, you can call on the name of Jesus. He at every knee shall bend at the name of Jesus. That's what the scriptures tell us. And we need that supernatural faith. We need to support those who have it. That's right. To deepen it. Terry, I can tell you yes. that as a bishop, my faith has grown deeper than ever before. Right, and it needs to be. Yeah. I have a I have a re- a real responsibility, primarily to the people in this diocese. But as a shepherd of Jesus Christ, and in these days, my voice can be heard around the world. That's right. If that's what God needs, but it it needs to be about Jesus Christ yep. and his message. Um, we just have to keep repeating it. As you say, I love the way you say it with love and compassion and patience, yep. but we've got to share
0: the truth. Amen. Bishop Strickland, before I go on to the inspirational living quote of Henry, uh, bless St. Henry Newman. I want to remind everybody on the 7th of November, Dr. Scott Hahn, Tim Staples, Jesse Romero, Dr. Michael Barber, Dr. Brant Petrie, all these great, Catholic lay evangelists and priests did a series called What Every Catholic Should Needs to Know About the Mass, About Our Lady, About the Blessed About the Papacy, and all this and also the one hour video that we did on What Every Catholic Needs to Know About Hell, EWTN played all these videos that we produced 20 years ago. So what I'm doing is I'm gonna play them on November seventh at nine o'clock Pacific Coast time all day long. It's gonna be What Every Catholic Needs to Know series. And it's free. You just go to our website, virginmostpowerfulradio.org, and, and sign up and say, yeah, I want to watch the, uh, the videos on this topic of what every Catholic needs to know. It's going to blow you away. It's very inspirational. These, these shows were shown hundreds of thousands of times over the years, and I'm just bringing it out of the archives because for those who don't know me, I'm the founder of St. Joseph Communications, Lighthouse Catholic Media. About maybe 35 million recordings have gone out in the last 40 years Uh, Through the grace of God, see God uses the weak, confound the strong, and that's me. And so that's why we're repurposing them as a a, a virtual conference the 7th of November. Getting back to our topic of inspirational living quotes, Bishop Strickland, I love what you did with St. John Henry Newman. He said this, and this is awesome. God has created me to do some definitive service. He has not committed some work to me which he has not committed to another. I have my mission— I'm a link in a chain, a bond of connection between persons. He has not created me for naught. I shall do good. I shall do his work. Bishop Strickland, that is what I call inspiration.
1: Absolutely. And there's so many people, Terry, in our Tell world me. today who have no purpose and are lost, especially young people. Oh. They get depressed because yeah. they have no direction for their lives. Right. St. John Henry Newman reminds us, we may not make headlines. We may not be on some news show. Yeah. We may not have our name known by anyone beyond our family and a small circle of friends. Mm-hmm. But we all have a purpose. Um, and I think that it's just a reminder that we need to really turn to God, and it it just makes sense. God made us, so he made us with a specific purpose. And to recognize that it goes, I mean, I always default to the sanctity of life, but that's the reason, or that's woven into why the church teaches that every life is sacred from conception to natural death, because... The value that that person brings, if they're allowed to live from the, the time they're conceived in the womb, they're born in the world, they grow up, and who knows what God has for them to do. Right. When we devalue life, yeah. we devalue God's plan, and we mess things up, frankly. yeah. There's no telling how we've messed up what God's plan was. When we take life into our own hands and to say, we can dispose of this, we can dispose of that, we can end this life, we can end that life. And sadly, it happens across the spectrum from conception to natural death. Certainly, the death of the unborn, abortion is one of the the critical issues that we probably talk about on every episode in one way or another. But we need to. Absolutely. Because that is a preeminent issue. But there are many issues where life is devalued along that spectrum and interrupted before natural death occurs. And when we do that, we're going back to St. John Henry Newman's quote, we're messing with what God planned for that person to do. When we eliminate a life before God planned to allow that person to return to him, we're altering history in devastating ways and again it, it comes to believing that there is a purpose beyond this world Amen. and it, it it's interesting as i think about it terry even even if we simply believed in this world yeah. to to begin to alter those plans it it really messes things up and and even more so when we know that this world is just a journey to fulfillment in God's plan for us, created in his likeness and image. So we, we really need to wake up everyone to the value of the person. And that's what St. John Henry Newman is getting at, that every person has a purpose, right. has a beautiful meaning for their lives. And it may not be their, their profession as far as how they make money. Hopefully, I mean, there's an intersection there. I mean, you have been blessed with having a, a job right. that was also your vocation. Absolutely, Not everybody's life works exactly that way, but I think we need to help, especially young people, to enter into their lives as adults with the call to look for what is God's plan for them. If they can find that, then They'll find out that making a lot of money or getting notoriety or making it in the headlines or making it on the nightly news, that's not what it's about. It's fulfilling that plan that God has given us.
0: Well said, Bishop Strickland. And I just uh, want to put a plug for a new show we're doing with a young lady from Hollywood. She's a devout Catholic, she's a Hollywood stunt woman. She's about 29 years old, and she is deeply in love with Jesus and the church, and she's going to be doing a pilot program reaching out to young adults. And I'm just excited. So people can go to Virgin Most Powerful Radio and just wait, and the next month, I think, is when we're going to be launching that. Bishop Strickland, we talk about the power of prayer. We've lifted up the Honorable Amy Connie Barrett, who's in the hearings for the Supreme Court because I've been praying for her, I'll tell you why. She's a Catholic woman with seven children. We talked a little bit about her last week. That um, you know she's being, I think, uh, unjustly persecuted by some of the uh, some of our uh, politicians who are drilling her regarding her pro life stance and just mor- moral her morals. And I just wanted to get a quick comment from you as a bishop, seeing this set up. Uh, what what what's your comments about this whole you know situation with the Barrett confirmations?
1: Well, I could say a lot, Terry, I'm, but I'm one comment connected to what we've already talked about. I think one lens yeah. to to just look at what's happening and the, the things that are being thrown at Amy Coney Barrett as she's being considered for the Supreme Court. Right she's being attacked because she does have supernatural faith she believes in god she believes in the principles laid out by the commandments that we're working through she believes she's a she's a faithful catholic who believes in the catechism believes that life is sacred thankfully she's a catholic in the public scene that really believes in what the church teaches that marriage is sacred between a man and a woman that life in the womb is sacred that God has given us basic truth to God.
0: We're going to come right back with more on the Bishop Strickland Hour.
4: Hi, this is Jesse Romero for the Terry and Jesse Show, also from Jesus 911. Let's face it, we all need to use the internet, but we need screen accountability. Why? Pornography is a huge problem, especially on the internet. And every time we tap into the internet, we get bombarded with images and temptations that degrade our humanity. So we need Covenant Eye to block these pornographic sites and advertisements from infiltrating our lives. Covenant Eyes helps us take custody of our eyes and custody of our intellect. So I recommend you go to covenanteyes.com and type in the promo code VMPR to support the network. Protect yourself and your family from the imminent threats on the internet. www.covenanteyes.com, code VMPR, live porn free. Thank you for listening to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Thank you. God bless you. Keep the faith.
3: If you shop on Amazon.com, there's an easy way to support Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Just visit smile.amazon.com and type in Catholic Resource Center under the desired charity. Now, when you log into your Amazon account and purchase products, a portion of it will automatically go to support Virgin Most Powerful Radio at no cost to you. Thanks in advance for supporting CRC and VMPR, and may God richly bless you and your family.
0: This is Terry Barber. I want to thank you for your support here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Here's an easy way to do it. If you're going to sell or buy a house, call Real Estate for Life, 877-543-3871, because they're going to get you a Christ-centered agent to purchase your home or to sell your home. And at the close of escrow, a portion of his commission goes right back to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Call 877-543-3871. Thank you so much for your support. welcome back to the bishop strickland hour we got kind of short on time but before that last break we were talking about the honorable amy cooney barrett and what bishop strickland was talking about some of the persecution because she actually believes in the supernatural before we go on to the eighth commandment which is thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor oh my gosh think about what, what's going on in politics we need to get to that anything else you want to say about amy i've uh, Bishop Strickland, are you done with that, or did you want to finish anything more? Say anything more about that.
1: Well, just to emphasize, um, I think people of faith need to listen to all of this in that context. And I'd love for Mm -hmm. someone to ask, it's not likely to happen, but, you know, for someone to to ask one of those um, politicians that's going after her because she's a believer Yeah to ask them, do you have any supernatural faith yourself? Great question. Do you have any religion? Do you believe in God? And, you know, if if they're bold enough to to say no, they don't believe in God, I I mean, I think that that tells you something at least. Um, You know, certainly uh, even the, the structure of this nation, and I think that that's what we need to go back to in so many ways, as we've talked about it, Terry, People don't know their faith in the Catholic Church. That's right. And people don't know the Constitution and the real structure of this country. Right. And uh, I've already heard um, Judge Mm -hmm. Amy uh, Coney Barrett uh, already speak about that importance of the three Branches of government and the separation of powers, right. people need to learn all of that and, and understand. We have flourished as a nation because of the, the great design yep. that I believe God inspired with our founders yep. to have that balance of powers that who else has that in a nation? Some have tried to copy it, um, but I think that that's important. We need to go back to belief in the United States and belief in God.
0: Well said, Bishop Strickland. Now, Bishop Strickland, I find it interesting that we're going to the Eighth Commandment just a couple weeks before a national uh, election, and we're going through debates. We hear uh, where people are saying things, and we're you know I'm scratching my head and saying, What did she say? What did he say? What? You know, facts and fiction. I mean, it's like, uh, what is going on? Well, maybe maybe this is a good time to talk about the Eighth Commandment: "You shall not bear." false witness against your neighbors. Am I on to something, Bishop Strickland?
1: Well I think absolutely that it's probably hard for us to to drill down to the problem in today's world. Mm-hmm. Because there are multiple problems. Yeah. I mean I think ultimately it's that we we're too godless. We're too far from God. And for all of us who believe we need to just draw closer and closer to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, with the help of the Virgin Mary, to just strengthen our beliefs. But the, the problem that we have is one of the, the, the main problems is people ignore the Eighth Commandment, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it really is very much, well, that's what corruption is about. I mean, corruption is rooted in lying, right. being deceitful, right. not not being guided by and sharing the truth. Um, there's corruption in the church. There's corruption in the United States government. There's corruption in business. There's corruption in world politics. Corruption is rooted in a lack of truthfulness. So the Eighth Commandment is is one that is vital to the proper functioning of human civilization. And when we're willing to lie to each other, very often it comes down to power and dollars, especially. I mean, That's those not- are some of the That's- key reasons. Yep. If If you get enough money, you'll lie. If it gives you enough power, you'll lie. And it's destructive. It's destructive to the individual person, whether we believe it or not that every time we tell a lie, we're diminished to one degree or another. How depending on how big the lie is. And that's I mean, we all are challenged to tell the truth. And, you know, the, the reality is even swearing on a Bible doesn't do it too often for people. I mean, we've seen it. I mean it's called perjury. And it happens in government, it happens in the courts where People will spe- swear on the word of God and and then go ahead and lie about it um, because they think they can get some advantage from from telling the lie. Um, sadly, children and young people learn from what they see unfolding in society, and it, it looks like if you're willing, as we probably both heard, yes. if the lie is big enough, you can get away with it. Tell it all. And, yep. and I think that's kind of what we deal with in the world of politics. The lies are huge. And that in that way, people seem to be able to get away with it. It's like, well, we're, we're not going to call out that lie because it would expose my lies. And it, it just gets so complicated if suddenly... I mean, we you know, there was this rather silly movie. I don't even remember the name of it. I didn't see the movie, but I saw it advertised. Mm-hmm. But it was about a man who couldn't lie <laughs> and, and how he got into a lot of trouble because he simply told the truth yeah. in every situation. Sure. If suddenly God just flipped a switch and said, okay, kids, for 24 hours, no one can lie. That would really be. I mean, it would create chaos because so many things would be exposed that have not been exposed because one liar covers for the other liar, and and we're all prone to that. I mean, before pointing the finger at anyone else, we have to look at our own hearts and see: Am I being truthful?
0: And Bishop Strickland, that comes to the idea of an examination of conscience. I think sometimes. Uh, without doing that examination of conscience, I know for me. Now I'm just speaking for me, that if I don't reflect on my day, uh, I slip, and I, I, you know, my conscience tells me, "Hey, you know, my, you exaggerated there, you knucklehead." I call myself a knucklehead, and when I do my examination, because I, if I'm not examining my day, then I don't get better, and actually I go down. I go down fast. And so, yep. examination of conscience, would you say, is really standard operation for committed Christians?
1: Absolutely. it It's very necessary. Uh, a daily examine, yep. as it's called, um, is it really essential. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, you're breathing, <laughs> then you need to really stop and examine your conscience and reflect. Have, have I been truthful? Have I been charitable? Um, I, I love to, I mean, I say love to, but I'm challenged by the yep. The seven deadly sins, oh, yeah. lust, greed, gluttony, sloth, wrath, envy, pride. You just go down that list. Yeah, and, there. you know, I don't think any day I can just sit back and say, oh, I'm fine on all seven. I have got an issue. Hopefully nothing too serious. But if if we're honest with ourselves, and I think that's part of what the examination of conscience in our Catholic faith is about. Yep. Like you said, if if you go through a day without examining your conscience at all, you start to slip. Yep. And I think that's an important thing to remember. If it's like anything else, bad habits, Mm. Um, if you're asking yourself, "Have have I really been truthful today in my business dealings and talking to my spouse and talking to my family and dealing with everyone? If you're asking yourself that every day, then it's going to keep you from getting into the bad habit and and getting into hot water with telling bigger and bigger lies. It's like anything else. If you don't do a daily checkup to see how you're doing, then you're going to start to slip. You're going to start to, you know, it's it's sort of self-maintenance of the human person. You know, you got to keep things tuned up. Just like with, I've, for all my life, I've believed in exercise, and i try to, to get exercise, but sometimes I'll confess, I'll be truthful, I'll let a day go by, and then another day go by, and then maybe another day go by, and not get any exercise. You know, we all use the excuse, I'm busy, and had too many, you know, appointments, and had to talk to Terry Barber, so I didn't have a chance to exercise, but... In that physical reality, and it's hard to deny the physical reality, especially soon to be 62 years old. Ooh. If I don't get exercise for several days in a row, my body says, hey, buddy, uh, watch it. You better slow down and go back into it easy because my your joints are not going to take it the way they did 20 years ago or 40 years ago. And the same is true for our, our spiritual health. We, if you let it slide, it gets less and less in tune, more and more out of shape, and we can let ourselves get into real trouble because the temptations are out there for both of us, Yes, as men in the world today, as women in the world today. Right. And we need to, to tune up spiritually to be able to ward off those temptations that are coming at us constantly
0: well said when we come back we're going to talk about paragraph 2478 to avoid rash judgment on the bishop strickland hour this is terry barber with virgin most powerful radio we'll be right back
2: Hands-On Apologetics, you have entered into Virgin Most Powerful's Apologetics Dojo, where we go wall to wall with defending, explaining, sharing the faith. Master Apologist Carlo Broussara, Carlo, welcome to Hands-On Apologetics.
0: Hey, Gary, it's great to be back in the dojo, my friend.
2: Master Apologist Ken Hensley, welcome to Hands-On Apologetics. Good to see
1: you again, Gary. Good to be with you.
2: Michael Barber, welcome. You have entered into the Virgin Most Powerful's Apologetics Dojo. Gary, thanks for having me on. We are chatting with Master Apologist Carl Keating. Gary, it's great to be back with you. Coming into the dojo is our good friend, Steve Ray. Thank you, Gary, good to be here. Tim Staples, welcome to Hands-On Apologetics.
3: Hey, it's great to be with you, Gary. Thanks for having me on. Join many others in Gary Machuda's Apologetics Dojo. We have some of the best Catholic apologists in the nation. Streaming live weekdays from 10 to 11 a.m. Pacific, Hands-On Apologetics on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Jesus said in Matthew 26, Stay awake and pray that you may not enter into temptation. According to St. Ephraim, Jesus, who feared nothing, experienced fear and asked to be freed from death, although he knew it was impossible. How much more must we persevere in prayer before temptation assails us, so that we may be freed when the test has come? May God grant that we may withstand temptation and carry out his will in all things.
0: This is Terry Barber. I want to thank you for your support here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Here's an easy way to do it. If you're going to sell or buy a house, call Real Estate for Life, 877-543-3871, because they're going to get you a Christ-centered agent to purchase your home or to sell your home. And at the close of escrow, a portion of his commission goes right back to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Call 877-543-3871. Thank you so much for your support. Welcome back to the Bishop Strickland Hour. My name is Terry Barber. I'm with Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We're working on the Eighth Commandment with Bishop Strickland. I like to say this, that bishops are to teach, govern, and sanctify. That's what my catechism tells me. And we're so honored that Bishop Strickland takes the time to go through the commandments with us each and every week here at Virgin Most Powerful. And we're on the Eighth Commandment, if you just joined us. And I gave a teaser. I said, everybody read... Paragraph 2478 in the Catechism, it says, To avoid rash judgment, everyone should be careful to interpret insofar as possible his neighbor's thoughts, words, and deeds in a favorable way. Bishop Strickland, I'm going to be honest with you. That's tough for me a lot of times. When I hear something, my first reaction is, that knucklehead! Or, you know, and I and I, my wife is so good for me because she always says, now Terry... It's possible that maybe X, Y, or Z is here and she's right. And I say, yes, dear. So let's talk about that paragraph because it underneath it, it says every good Christian ought to be more ready to give a favorable interpretation to another statement than to condemn it. But if he cannot do so, let him ask how the other understands it. And if he, and if the later understands it badly, let the former correct him with love. If that does not suffice let the Christian try to suitably ways to bring the other to a correct interpretation so that he may be saved. What a great approach. That's gold in those words.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I think you can say it to give the other person the benefit of a doubt. Uh, We say that a lot. And as you confess, I confess, you know, that's a mistake that I've made. That's a sin I've committed when, you know, you, you, in the heat of the moment, yep. you can really judge the other person. And and the Lord says, judge not lest you be judged. Uh, right. We all have a tendency to that. I think we need to. That's where the examination of conscience comes in again. And to do our best to really amend those mistakes that we all make one time or another. I, I think also Tell us. What, what I hear in that, mm-hmm. um, giving the benefit of a doubt Presuming good in the other person. To me, we can drill down into the one of my favorite themes, um, but the sanctity of life. Amen. That person is beloved of God. And I try to remember that even with, you know politicians or others, even people within the church who have very different interpretations of what I know to be the truth and very different approaches to how do we share that truth. I think we do, we are challenged, and I'm challenged, to always remember, if it's a human being saying it, then that human being is beloved of God. Amen. God may be very disappointed with me or them with sinfulness and the mistakes that we've made, but I think we're all challenged, and that's what I hear in that paragraph is to remember that we are this person speaking that message, whether it, if it's totally not true, and we know that, then we need to lovingly try to bring that person to correction. But I think, especially in the political world today, yeah. um, I think we we both acknowledge that in the the recent debates, both with the presidential debate and the vice presidential debate, whichever side of the aisle as they say you're <laughs> leaning toward, I think we both, I mean, we all have to be really aware that a lot of lack of respect for just the basic value of the other person was was present in these debates. Sadly, that that is. I mean, and, and not to to point at those four people and say, oh, it's just terrible. They're a reflection of where we are in society. Too often, we forget exactly what that paragraph talks about. We forget to give the benefit of a doubt to the other person, to value them, and to, to seek the truth together. That's what we're called to. Um, and I think that, ultimately um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Dale Carnegie uh,
0: I mean I read all of his books when I was in high school
1: yeah um, I actually took a Dale Carnegie course one time and it he emphasized yes exact not not in a Christian context but certainly it accompanies mm-hmm. those who want to live the Christian gospel it yeah. certainly fits but to to respect the other person yeah. to see you know how are you bringing good out of that other person. And, and I think that's what that paragraph is talking about in the Catechism, to just not presume ill will on the part of the other person, but to to try to understand. And if you know what is being said is absolutely false, it's just not corresponding to reality, to the truth, then to lovingly bring that person to that truth that you already in, in a sense, you have to humbly recognize you're blessed to know the truth, Amen. and it's your obligation to share that truth with the other person. That we're a long, long way from that in discourse in the modern world, within the church, yeah. within the nation, within whatever interaction of, of God's people, we forget that basic respect for the other person that it really should be built on.
0: Uh, Bishop Strickland, you nailed it, and the dignity of the person. You know, I'd like to ask you to read paragraph 2479. I think this is going to surprise people because it talks on detraction and other things that we might not hear too often in our church. I'm going to be honest with you. I think that some people are going to be surprised what that paragraph says. Paragraph 2479.
1: Detraction and calumny. Mm-hmm destroy the reputation and honor of one's neighbor. Honor is the social witness given to human dignity, and everyone enjoys a natural right to the honor of his name and reputation and respect. Thus, detraction and calumny offend against the virtues of justice and charity. Wow. And I think we can all stand accused, I can, of sometimes failing to live that as fully as I should. Yeah. And and I na- need to ask the other persons forgiveness and I need to ask God's forgiveness of those mistakes that can easily become sinful in nature when we really are ignoring what what we should be living and detraction and calumny are sinful because they are if we're choosing to do that then We're devaluing another person, and I think, again, remembering that that person that is receiving detraction or calumny is beloved of God. That doesn't mean that I'm always right or they're always right, but that basic respect needs to be there, and I think a lot of what's broken in our society today is forgetting those basic Golden rules that come from Scripture that come from the deposit of faith that come from the catechism
0: wow, Bishop Strickland, and I would also say not only in our culture but also in our church, and I don't mean to be pointing it at us, but as the Catholic Church today we've got a long ways to go, especially in America because of some of the corruption that's going on in our church, and we have to call it for what it is it's 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 um what Paul the Six said back in August of 1973, the smoke of Satan has entered the church. And so we have to clean out that cancer. And I'm hoping and praying, I got word, and maybe you heard about this, that the Holy Father is going to be releasing the McCarrick papers, which I'm going to be happy to see either in December or by the end of the year. Yeah, and I'm hoping that happens because I think the that's part of what we need to get cleared out of our church. And that is the uh, problem with former Cardinal McCarrick, and who knew what that was going on in the church so we can clean our house up. And um, I would say this, Bishop Strickland, that um, I know there's some statues of limitations, but I'm of the opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong, but just because you're a bishop, a priest, or a cardinal, if you commit a crime, you need to face the charges. And and uh, if it's criminal charges, then you have to face the, the jury. And uh, that's my take, and that's why I'm happy that I got word just last week that this report on McCarrick is coming out by the end of the year. What's your take on that?
1: Well, I hope it does because the Word of God says the truth shall set you free. Yeah. And I don't think the church is going to be free of a lot of the the hurt that this has caused until we know the truth. Mm. And that absolutely, just because I'm a bishop or whatever position in the church doesn't mean that that person should be protected from if they've committed a crime it it's the same kind of double standard that happens in the government so often Mm -hmm. oh well this person in high office or in business yeah um this person that has enough money or has enough clout and power or has the position can get away with things that the average joe um can't get away with and and that's not justice, that's not of God. No. Um, certainly to hide behind, for a politician or a person of the church, for anyone to hide behind their position and say, well, I've got this position, so i am you can't touch me. Uh, sometimes it happens that way, but that is corruption. That isn't justice the way in, in God's plan. Yeah. And I think especially as we go back to supernatural faith, Yes. As a believer, Terry, I pray daily in asking God's forgiveness of my sins mm-hmm. to try and to, you know, that firm purpose of amendment sure. that is built into the act of contrition. Yes. And I think that's what we all need to remember. When I die, it won't be Bishop Joe who shows up in front of God and is judged by Jesus Christ as he tells us we will all be have that personal judgment it won't be the bishop it'll just be joe it'll just be me all the titles all the trappings of this world fall away i mean hopefully if i can accomplish some good in this burdensome office as a bishop then that will be to my credit but it's also the responsibility that's more ex- is expected of me but I think that all of us pope, cardinal, bishops, priests, deacons, laity, religious, all of us need to remember the titles fall away once we take our last breath and we are judged by God on what our actions were did we live his commandments or not he tells us that's how we follow him that's how we love him by living his commandments amen and i'm doing my best i fail i confess I sin again, I confess again, but I am trying to make make progress along the way.
0: Bishop Strickland, could you give us a blessing before we have to run, please?
1: Sure. The Lord be with you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Thanks again, Bishop Strickland, for joining us here on the Bishop Strickland Hour. We're covering the Ten Commandments, and I hope you're enjoying this. Share with your friends on Twitter, on YouTube, Facebook, on your Catholic stations. We offer this for free to any Catholic station. May God richly bless you and your family. And until next week, enjoy the week and enjoy all of our
5: shows here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. God love you. St. Faustina's Prayer for Priests O oh my Jesus, I beg Thee on behalf of the whole Church, grant it love and the light of Thy Spirit, and give power to the words of priests, so that hardened hearts might be brought to repentance and return to Thee, O Lord. Lord, give us holy priests. Thou Thyself maintain them in holiness. O Divine and Great High Priest, may the power of Thy mercy accompany them everywhere and protect them from the devil's traps and snares, which are continually being set for the souls of priests. May the power of thy mercy, O Lord, shatter and bring to naught all that might tarnish the sanctity of priests. For thou canst do all things. Amen. Virgin Most Powerful, pray for us.
3: Virgin Most Powerful Radio,
1: sharing the gospel with clarity and charity.